0: Hi, I'm Nina Ender's. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss jealousy and competition. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? I'm all right, you know. It's good timing to talk about today's topic as i am jealous yeah i had a I had a rough week last week that was also like interesting if you're going to get <laughs> sick and fall apart it might as well be at your mom's house but also it's the worst at your mom's <laughs> house yeah totally cuz she's like I, I it's so interesting sometimes and i wonder like you know, like I've got, you know, I'm now 42 years old and I've gotten to be the kid forever, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And it's interesting as much as my mom is trying to, I think somewhat take less care of people in her life in general. It's also wild to just see how much that care and nurturing is so programmed into her after being a mom for as long as she has. And I had to be nicer to her than I wanted to be at times just cuz I was like she's not trying to make you crazy. <laughs> oh. Well she she was trying to help you. She really was. Oh my god, she was trying so hard to take care of me and be kind and be you know wonderful, but sometimes it's just like if I said I don't want anything, and I feel a like I'm going to barf. Do you think offering me everything in your your fridge is like the move? <laughs> yeah, when you're a mom, they're so like, "What about this? What about that? What about it
1: just that?
0: totally." It, she like just couldn't stand it. She couldn't stand that she couldn't fix it, you know, mm-hmm. and couldn't make me feel better. Even though in a lot of ways, like she was, and it's just very funny and stuff. But yeah, so today we're talking about jealousy and competition and last week Nina and I were supposed to like frolic together and have fun and instead I got sick so I was very jealous that she was getting to go frolic. Yeah I can <laughs> I mean not really but for you know I was th- this is what's interesting to me about jealousy like I think I have a relatively healthy relationship with it where I'm like I can admit it but also not personalize it in a way where I'm like, oh, I was so glad y'all were, you know, out on the town and going to have delicious eats at Il buco and very jealous as well. Like, totally. I mean, it doesn't rule you. No. At
1: all. Which, mm-hmm. you know, you can feel it when those people are like, have fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, isn't that the worst? Ugh. Isn't that the? I mean, they're, they're the worst. It makes me it's laugh. To be honest, yeah. I find I find it a bit funny. I'll give us a definition so we can we can get, so on, we with get on with the show it, just- and talk about talk all about it. Okay, jealousy. A feel this is from our friend Miriam Webster. a feeling of unhappiness and anger caused by a belief that a loved one might be unfaithful okay a feeling of happy unhappiness caused by wanting what someone else has and then for competition, this is from Oxford languages, the activity or condition of competing an event or contest in which people compete. I actually liked the one from Wikipedia, which was competition is a rivalry where two or more parties strive for a common goal, which cannot be shared, where one's gain is the other's loss. Hmm. And I don't think you're a particularly jealous person either. No, I'm not. I think I used to be in relationships
1: that I was insecure in. But I'm not, I'm not really, no, I don't feel jealous of like people's, I mean, listen, going out to the Hamptons, there's nothing like fucking house envy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm like, oh God, why do you get it? There was this, we had a neighbor at the Airbnb and he was like that douchebag. And he was like, (laughs) he was playing the worst music of all time and like yelling at his wife. It was just like a perfect scenario of awfulness. And I was like, why does this motherfucker get the money? Like, that's not fair. And so I have moments of like, I want that. He doesn't deserve it. But I don't really feel like I am I lean toward jealousy. And I, when I do feel jealous about something, I try very hard to be like, what about this do you want mm-hmm. and how can you make it, you know, your own and get it for yourself instead of I mean, I want people to win. I don't want bad people to win, but I want, I think there's enough for everyone. I really, truly believe that in, you know, if, if the system wasn't so fucked up, but energetically, and I, I think there's enough and there's surely tons of fucking money, you know, but it's just, I, yeah, I think I'm developing a more of an understanding of my, how I feel competitive though. I'm very competitive.
0: Yeah, it's funny because it's like I think of jealousy as somewhat being beneath me in a way where I'm like, it's I, I like for the most part, I have no problems freely admitting it. Like if I'm jealous of what somebody has or whatever, because I don't want it to have power over me. And I feel like a lot of people like jealousy just like consumes them. Yeah. You know, or or they lose, like, all touch with reality over jealousy. Like, I've had friends say some really wild shit sometimes of, like, you know, I'm so jealous they got that opportunity. And I'm like, you're not even in the running. Like, why would you be jealous in a way? You know, like, I feel like sometimes with jealousy, it's like, not so much you have to, like, earn it. You know, like... But I agree. I tend to take it as information. Like there's someone I've laughed with, you know, you about that. I'm very jealous of their career. And I'm like, OK, so why? Like, why are you so jealous that you see their their name on this or they got that opportunity? Like, how do you put yourself more in the pathway for that? But I find it kind of wild sometimes when someone will be like, you know, I've never tried you to, to get press or do anything and I'm super jealous of this person who got this feature and I'm like really like I don't know how you thought that was going to come to you like there's no it's interesting for to me sometimes when people are really jealous what I don't perceive them as being even open to receiving or inviting anyway I think it's easier to be jealous Mm -hmm. and there's no accountability you know?
1: Uh, and it's, um, yeah, it's okay, just, that's interesting. It's just like, I can just sit back and be jealous mm. I don't, and I don't have to do anything and it's so, oh, and it so, feels
0: active. Yeah. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's really and, interesting.
1: And I think the way that we use it as a social tool, also, we're like, getting together to like, talk shit or whatever, like, oh my God, can you believe, or I was at a party the other day and, some women I know, some women I don't, but I felt really I was talking about oh well one of them was at a dinner party with um what's Kanye West what's that really annoying girl's name? Julia Fox. Julia Fox. Yeah. Uncut joms. Uncut joms. <laughs> I don't wanna jinx that, but it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's my favorite. But she her, her name was brought up because of this dinner this woman was at and she like immediately started talking shit about her and I was like, listen, I don't, I'm not like a huge Julia Fox fan but then I went in, I went to this other woman who I was like, she's so, I have never met her in person. I'm like, she's so pretty and she was like, oh, she looks like shit in person and I was like, uh, oh, and she's like, she's had so much plastic surgery. She parties super hard and I was like, oh, okay and maybe that's true, you know, I'm not, yeah. but I was just like, is I'm always so fascinated when women use it as like a connection thing. Like, Mm -hmm. are you jealous of that person? Do you think is what other purpose, like would there be for that kind of conversation? It just feels so ingrained in the way women speak to each other and men, you know, I I don't know. They just like typically will like, use more lean toward like the competitive side of that but yeah then I think they win in some ways because then they like are at least doing something that actually is active I don't know I'm more for healthy competition than I am for jealousy it's a road to nowhere
0: yeah I think about when I was younger and my mom used to compliment people to me and especially like about my friends and would be like oh, like so-and-so is like so pretty and all this stuff. And eventually I would tap out and be like, okay, mom. And she'd be like, Anna, like my complimenting so-and-so isn't like the absence of your beauty or whatever. But I was like, this is weird. Like you don't particularly say anything nice to me. And then you want to go on and on about other people that are my my peer, my my people kind of. And then you wonder why I don't like it. You know? Yeah. And I think all that stuff with women, it starts so young of the like jealousy and competition. I think a lot of it is a lot of like where do you fall in the rankings? You know, like, oh, you express interest in someone or we're like, oh, she's pretty, like you doled out a compliment. So someone had to like do the point deduction of like, well, she looks like shit in person, you know, like and the older I get, the more boring I find all of that. And in preparing for today, like, I, it's funny, like, I said to my therapist once, like, I'm not competitive. And she full stop, like, stopped and stared at me and was like, You? And I was like, Oh, no, I'm not competitive. I just like to win. And she was like, What's the difference? <laughs> and I was like, Well, I don't really like competing. I don't, I don't. Like, I was like, I just like want to be the best. I want to be at the top. Like, but that's more like a thing for me. It's not really about anyone else in a way. And it's not like I, I think sometimes because comp- competition's like only framed. In terms of like sports and stuff, and I'm like, or games or things like that, I'm like, oh, none of that has any appeal to me. I'm like, I wish to win the game of life, <laughs> and it's been stakes inter- are higher, <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally different stakes. Um, uh, you know, way less fatigue and sweating. It's it's a different one, but. And it's been interesting for me as I've gotten older, seeing how many times I've led myself astray because I wanted to win, you know, or I was like, I like, by God, I will do this. And like, it just made me lose sight of like, are you happy? Does this feel good? Are you interested in it? Mm -hmm. So I want to hear what are your competition thoughts? Well, you know, I was just,
1: you know how I'm obsessed with this one person (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) it's a problem. At least you narrow it down. You pick one. I pick one. And I, listen, I'm sure if I met her in person, I would think I I don't have anything against her. Like I'm not like, I fucking hate this bitch. I don't like, I don't like, um, what is that called when you're, like trolling somebody. What is it? Like hates, I don't know. Well, like, you hate follow somebody. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. I'm not like wishing she wasn't successful, but I find it fascinating. And part of, I've been thinking a lot about this actually in preparation, but also just in conversation with myself about what I think is success and what I'm even competing for. And I think narrowing, like, I'm, I'm really only in competition with myself, right? I want to be better than I was yesterday. I want to, I want my career to be, you know, I think I feel really stagnant in my career, not because I don't absolutely love what I'm doing, but because I kind of want that next like step. And the past couple of years have been a little bit weird and confusing for me in that way. And I, I find myself looking at people who are like really doing quote unquote well or like out there. And I'm thinking to myself, like, do you even want that? I think I used to think I wanted that, but I never have committed myself to actually that. And like being in rooms with people that I've walked out of those rooms. Like I have fully been in the rooms with the people and been like, I don't want this life. Like I don't want to commit myself to being around famous people all the time. Like, could I ride that high till the end? Sure. Would I have been happy? No, I would not have. So I have to remind myself when I feel like getting, when I'm getting competitive or I feel like I'm not doing, you know, well enough or as good as this or that person, I'm like, these are all conscious choices that you are making to protect your peace and to be happy. And you're defining that, whatever that is, like how you're happy, what makes you happy. And and so my narrative around it has changed a lot. I don't really think I've ever been super competitive at work. Like I've always wanted to be successful, but I've never, I never really cared to be like the best of the best at anything, which I guess that's, I think I do more in movement. Like I feel really protective of being a great teacher and, but I don't, I still don't like, I don't care if people think I'm like the best, you know, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of confused about what I think about competition. I think it's healthy to be competitive to a certain degree, but then I think it leads us astray. Like you're saying too, where all of a sudden we end up with this whole life that we didn't really want Because we were trying to win the race and the race is kind of fruitless.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when I've been the most competitive, I think, with myself, not really, you know, with anyone. I just got so blinded by the goal that I quit checking in, you know,
1: that's what I did with soul. I was so I was so not connected to what I really wanted because I was like, this is. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make this successful. That's yeah. what I've committed to, and I I I really hated it. Like most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. We did. We hated so much of it. We're just like, what are you doing? Absurd. I mean, that's. But I think like I feel so much like you know we have to what's that saying like you know we have to live life going forward but it can only be understood in hindsight and career wise I feel really clear on so much of what you're sold as a kid and in your 20s and stuff like is bullshit you know like just so much of like whether it's meritocracy whether it's like you can only be successful if you go down this path whether it's you know, you you have to, you know, like, uh, serve your time. You have to take your lumps, like, all of that sort of stuff. Here's our PSA. If you are miserable, that is not for you. It will not change. No, it won't. It won't matter if you make a quadrillion dollars. It won't matter if, like... I don't know, like you're getting to like have sex on your lunch break every day with someone at your office. Like it won't matter if you're miserable, like you will not feel a sense of success. Like I have done that now enough times to be like, I've seen, I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen the way I've, I'm Uh, My eyes have been opened, but I think it can be really difficult. And I think social media has brought, obviously, this whole like daily competition into a lot of our lives. Minute, minute by minute. Like it's not even just daily. It's just like
1: constant.
0: Totally. And I think that like a lot of people that I wouldn't have thought twice about or would be like, go enjoy your what looks like a very nice life, you know, social media has made me competitive with, you know, or it's like, and I have to come back to like, Anna, you didn't even know who this person was a year ago. I
1: literally just said
0: that to myself
1: about who the fuck was it? I can't remember who it was, but the other day I was like, "You did not know this person existed one year ago. Why are you thinking about them right now? Who the hell was it? It's gonna drive me crazy." <laughs> oh, I know who it was.
0: I know it was. It was where, the girl. It was the girl from the party. That's funny. Where I'm like, yeah. I didn't know who you were. You had no relevance to me or my life, yeah. you know. And now I think you're like my adversary, right? you know, or like now you're my rival, like, no, I'm like and right, we're, we're in a, in a race, c- yeah, and we're in a competition <laughs> you don't even know about, which really <laughs> makes me feel nice and you know, cuckoo totally in those moments when I'm like, oh yeah, bitch. While well, my post got, Watch and I'm like, me. she doesn't even know. <laughs> no. I, she, I'm not even in her mind, you know, and uh, like it, it's. I've always been someone who has kind of like been my own person and done stuff where people are like, why are you doing that? Or like, that's a wild decision or whatever. Cause of my connection to my intuition, like, you know, I did well in high school and stuff, but when I was like, I'm applying to art schools, it was like scandal. Like people couldn't believe that I wasn't going to go, kind of like the normal path. And I was like, I have no interest in going and parking myself at a college to get a liberal arts, oh, you know, God, education a waste that of time. I'm not going to do anything with. No, you know, a that like waste of time. I just knew it would like sink my energy versus like bring it up. You know, I was like, the only way I'm going to get through four years of like more schooling and mind you for context, like my father's died two years ago at this point, you know, like it's been a time I'm not really like looking, I'm not like pumped to go off to college to like party and stuff it feels very much like an obligation I need to bang out before I can get to like my real life you know yeah and I was like the only way that's going to work for me is like in a place I want to be and doing studying something I want to study which sounds obvious but like I felt this an 18 year old yeah I was like 16 when I was because I remember going to talk to my mom and being like I don't want to go to real college you know I was like I don't I don't want to do it. I don't think it's for me. And she was like, okay, well, if you're going to go to art school, then you need to go to one of the best ones. And I was like, okay, I don't really know how that works. You know? <laughs> I was like, can you because, point me in
1: that direction, sir? Yeah.
0: Well, and the implication too was like, if, if you're going to do this thing that's like riskier, then you need to do it on the highest level. And it's funny because I, I, like, you know, Joe Rogan is the worst for multiple oh God, reasons. God, I did not see that coming. But I have listened to his podcast. And these two other guys that I do like have done, you know, are friends of his and work with him. And they used to have a weight loss competition that started as a way to kind of get one of their friends to quit drinking. And so they would do Sober October And they talked a lot about how they were able to harness competition in this healthy way. And it was true. Like they, it was healthy. They had fun and stuff like that. But Joe Rogan had this whole thing about like doing things sometimes in order to kind of like do it your way. Like you have to be undeniable. And I think like what social media has done in a lot of ways in regards to competition is like people's prowess, their dominance or whatever is not, undeniable like I know the person you're talking about and their success is undeniable they've got major stats they seem to be building out their empire as the days go by and all those sort of things like from a public facing standpoint it looks like very successful but it doesn't resonate with you or I Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways so we just like don't get it and I think That element of social media has made competition weird when you're like, for the most part with competition, it's clear. Like you're usually a little, I think you are a little jealous. You're like, Ooh, this person's good at this too. Like, Ooh, this is going to get exciting. I'm going to have to like try or something. I don't know. But it's weird when you're like, I, don't understand like how are we even in the same field much less Mm, rivals yeah
1: and we're not
0: rivals obviously
1: me and this person me and anybody you and anybody like we're not running for president like we're not it's rivaling who for what you know but I think you and I talk a lot about how dominated the conversation is by like certain people but also is that just because like is that temporary? Is that just like how we perceive it? Like is, I don't know how real that is. I mean, I think part part of it's very real. I'm just I'm just also confused, I think, by like what people let win and I think mm-hmm. it's pretty much what's widely acceptable and celebrated
0: is not very interesting to you or I. Yeah we're we're constantly perplexed by that
1: and that i think i don't want to let that like i don't want to seethe on that i don't want to like be like stew on that rather and be like become like this negative kind of Nancy about it but it it does make me feel some type of way i can't deny that cuz i'm like well, why do you have like all of these things happening for you when it's pretty vanilla stuff. And by the way, this person in particular, which again, this really isn't a diss, even though it sounds like one is, is so incredibly repetitive that it makes me feel crazy. Like, I'm like, you just said that. Also, it's not an original thought, which like who, like what is really at this point, it's all been said and done, but I'm like, you said that yesterday. You said that the (laughs) day before you did that the day before. like, and that just—I have to like—I like, you know, dynamic, interesting, like new kind of—I don't know—approaches uh, or fre- even like a movement, right? I want yeah things to be different and fresh. And I guess all that doesn't mean all people want that, but I'm I'm still like I guess we don't celebrate. We're still very far from celebrating uniqueness.
0: Yeah. Well. It seems like we have a complicated relationship with it because on the one hand, people like knowing what they're going to get. you know, So lots of things that I think we might f- find a bit boring or we don't get the appeal. I think a lot of people like knowing what they're going to get. Yeah, you know, predictability for sure. It's yeah like and I'm yeah, and I'm like, I think you and I both at our core, people know what they're going to get, but how it maybe plays out or expresses, I don't know, could depend on that moment in day, you know? And I'm like, why isn't there space for that? Like, why does it have to be...
1: Because obviously a lot of people listen to this podcast.
0: It's true, but it's like, but it does seem like the predictable tends to outnumber. Yes. I mean, if you look, if you go by numbers, like the predictable spanks anything else. Yes. I mean, like, it's not even a competition, no, it's not. you know, but that's some of the fr- frustration I think, because it's like, if you are unique or you are different, or that's not what you are, how do you succeed? And it's interesting because you were saying we're not rivals. And I was like, I disagree. I think everyone's a rival, you know? And I was like, why is it? I think that, you know, when you said it, Because I was like, you're right. I don't really think anyone's a rival of mine, really. Like if I, you know, if I really think about it for more than a, a second, like is that capitalism telling us like we're all in competition, there's only space for one of us, there's only one client, like we all have to like do the most in order to try to succeed and it be one way. Something I've been thinking about a lot is like, you know, two of my like, core wounds I know it's very <laughs> sexy talk for everybody get excited <laughs> not one but two Two. well because you know I'm constantly afraid of being too much and I'm constantly afraid of not being enough which is really cool you know that my psyche couldn't pick one and it was like I shall choose both ends of the spectrum to mm. make you ping pong between and I see this play out with you and I so much in regards to work, because I think you're really good at trusting. I am going to offer this. It will be for someone. And I'm like, yeah, totes. And then I'm like, but what if there was more (laughs) 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 or what if, and I don't, know totally what that is. You know, like part of that is looking for like uncompetitive edge. A part of that's looking to stand out, but like ultimately too, it's always like wanting to do what it is I want to do. And often I want that to be more dynamic and open Mm -hmm. than I think like the predictable model can allow for. I
1: don't think that there's enough space in the entire universe to hold like your potential.
0: Oh, that's really nice. No, I mean that.
1: Like you're limitless. Like I, I think I have a lot of potential and a lot of ideas, but you're on like another level. And I think that that's why we work. One of the reasons why we work, because I feel like for somebody who doesn't really like to get dirty, like I'm very much like hands and feet, like in the dirt, like on the ground, like not basic, but like. I'm going to stay close to the earth because it feels good because I think it works because I think people need it. I'm not going to like overcomplicate it too much or like try to mold it or make it something it's not. And you have these like like bonkers ideas that are so like out in space, but somewhere in the middle is <laughs> like the magic. Yeah. You know you
0: help me um, no one believes more in my creativity than Nina, Aww. which is a very nice thing. And I hope every creative person like gets to. Experience that because at this point, like I'm used to validating myself in that regard. And, and it's, I think with creativity too, if you go looking for validation, no one is going to give it to you. No. And you're if, so annoying. If, yeah. And you're so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> if you validate yourself, then people be like, wow, you're really creative. And you're like, thank you. You know, but it's something you see very clearly in me. And I appreciate that. And I feel like it opened up something for me to, that you were never phased. You were never jealous. You were never competitive. You were, it was like this thing to where it's like, you became a part of my process of, I'd be like, I'm really excited about this or this, I had this idea. And you'd be like, "Mm," you know, and then we would like work on it, you know, where, we would be like, OK, well, like, how does it work or what's the point or what do we want people to take from it and stuff like that? And that's the hard part of anything of like, it's easy to have ideas, in my opinion. I think it's easy to have ideas. No. It's hard you to don't figure think out that
1: because you're the one with.
0: A lot of them. It, I mean, it's true, but I, I do think if you can get yourself in the habit of it, you know, and like not shutting them down, I think people would be really surprised. I you know. I agree. If you took the pressure off for them to mean anything or do anything and or you just let them flow, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, like people would be shocked by what would come through to you, you know? But it, it's, it's most of us shut down when it comes to like the mechanics. Like there was something you and I were working on. And I was like I had to just be honest and like vulnerable with you not in a super like creepy way because I feel like sometimes <laughs> when we say these things it sounds so creepy but so I was had like we have our women's circle
1: <laughs> party come of gathered. two not even a
0: circle <laughs> Nina meets me in the forest we gather come sundown bring your nipple clamps um, when the moon rises <laughs> we shall begin <laughs> You know, and I was like, this is like, this is the idea. This is what it what I want it to be. But like, I don't know how to do it. You know, I was like, I don't know how like this communicates. And we like we we figured it out, you know, and I'm like, that's the thing, too. I wish people would understand sometimes when they get so like mired down in jealousy and competition and stuff, too, is like p- other people can also be huge assets to you like and that doesn't mean. You didn't come up with the idea. I find people get so hung Mm. up on credit that it like ruins their lives. It makes them so crazy. I
1: never felt jealous of you or competitive with you. I really truly can say that, honestly. But what I did feel was like a twinge of insecurity and I had to sit with myself and be like, you and Anna are not the same. You're not supposed to be like my strengths don't need to be your strengths and vice versa. So, so lean into what you do and how you do it. Not in a way that like closes me off to anything outside of that. But if I can really trust and continue to trust my gifts, then I can clearly see your gifts. And then we can work together to have this like really powerful thing. And that's where I think people miss it, where it's like, I don't need you to be like less attractive than me. I don't need you to be like dumber than me. I just, I need us to be on like whoever, not you personally, but like humans, especially with women if we can work together, which we so rarely can. Yeah. And that's the way they designed it because they don't want us to work together because when we work together, we actually get shit done and that would disrupt the fucked up patriarchy that we're all living in and have been. So it's like, we have been pitted against each other for forever and ever and ever. And women hate each other. Like, not all women, obviously, but a lot of women fucking hate each other, and there's nothing there's being in places like the Hamptons like m- amplifies it for me so much, where I see like like I don't really care, like I've been going there all my life, and so I'm not really affected by like the obnoxious wealth and like the stairs and stuff, but yeah. when I stop and notice it, like I went to a Pilates class there. Did I tell you about that?
0: Mm-mm. No, you told me you went, but oh my god, oh you, you didn't my tell god. me about experience. Oh my god,
1: oh my god. It was, it was basically like my version of hell, which I kind of knew it would be, but I had to like go so that I knew that my like judgment of the style was like correct for me, like not for me. So I walk in and it's, it's like a club, Anna.
0: Oh God. And it,
1: not only is it like a club, it's like a bad club. And (laughs) like one of the ones you used to go to and you're like 13 that your mom would drop you off at and you'd be like, you know, did you guys have those? (laughs) Like the fake clubs, yes, which were just (laughs) like way to set the fucking tone. Bunch of like make a bunch of drunk morons like go to the club, guys. Like it was so bad. But anyway, so I go in and it's the same bad song for the entire time. And stop. No, no, it's literally the same. No, it's
0: like Budabar club mix. She had a mic on. She had a
1: mic on Anna. It was a mic. There was 15 people in the class. She had a fucking microphone. There was no reason for the microphone. So then she proceeds to do the class. Listen, the teacher was totally nice. And at one point I like was like, I need to put my mask on. There's more people here than I thought. Even though nobody was around me, I was literally the only person wearing a mask. And she walked up and was like, turn the mic off and was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, fine. Having the time of my life. But it was, not only was it like, the style was just so off. The people were not even there. They were literally either talking to each other or looking at each other or obsessing about each other. And and I was like, this is the most depressing class I've ever been to. Like, you're not even here. And Pilates is one of those things, all movement, but especially Pilates is so much about mind body connection and being like in that. And you can't do it effectively. You don't do it right if you're if you're out of your mind or your body.
0: Is and that because of the breathing? It's the breathing. I, but I, it's, I've never been able to really do Pilates successfully because I don't have the core strength. So Right. It's hard as shit. It always gives me such low self-esteem because I'm like, oh, God, it's just so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. That's one of the things Even I when love about it. I was in it. great shape. I was like... I can't do this, but you know,
1: but, yeah, there's so, I mean, I went to a private the day before in Sag Harbor, which was like a little better, except for there were other people in the room doing privates and they were also equally as, as obnoxious to the point where the instructor, the guy, there was a guy who's working with a woman and she was talking about how they just bought a house because they just couldn't stand the drive back and forth. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is not real. And he goes, yeah, like, which thing is that which house? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You have one house. You're a Pilates teacher. Oh, my God. And that's like inside thoughts. Stop. 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 Exactly. And but the whole thing my is was so sad to watch these people with such access and so much money and so much opportunity and and like staring at each other and not in their bodies at all and not even. Like, I mean, listen, the class wasn't mindful to say the fucking least, but I truly was applauding myself because I closed my damn eyes and I was like, Nina, bitch, you're here. So you better like use this and just take what you can from it and do not for the next 45 minutes, let all of this shit bother you. Like, this is the practice. Be where you are and just take what you need and leave the rest. But I found it so... It's so it's so common, especially in those environments, wherever we get to this certain level, right, where we're like, "This is it. I got the money. I got the status. I got whatever." That's capitalism, obviously, but it's also like, "Listen, we like nice things. Like, there, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that." So you get to this place, and then you're like, "Not even in your body. You're not even enjoying yourself." You're not. That's what I think. The majority of like, I find the majority of really rich people super sad. I
0: I agree. I mean, and that's something. When, you know, people want to shit talk the rich, which I'm like, listen, I get it. They deserve it. But also they're not happy. Like money doesn't no. it, It's so hard to say money doesn't, you know, fix your problems, solve your life, make your life. When we do know that money makes everything much, much, much easier. But there's a thing in that something I find interesting is money's ability to remove a lot of stress in our life that people then immediately replace with bullshit, you know, that, um, always says life is high school with money, which I find both liberating and utterly depressing. (laughs) And when she's talking about stuff and her friends and like, she has this one friend who I think is very insecure and always feels kind of like left out and all this stuff And this woman's, like, in her mid to late 70s. And I'm, like, if I'm riled up about, like, who's hanging out with who and if I've been included when I'm, like, cruising towards 80, like, get the fuck out of here. Seriously. Like, I will be so bummed, you know? Like... I let the hologram of past Anna come up with this episode <laughs> for me to hear and be like, oh, my God, that's right. Like, because and these are people who I don't know that they're like that wealthy, but they're comfortable. They're they have nice homes. their their lives seem charmed on the outside and they're ruining it, you know, with stuff That they're creating, you know, rather than maybe going to therapy or figuring out what they need within or, like, getting a goddamn hobby. like totally. uh, Like, Stone Fruit's wonderful right now. Go make a goddamn crumble. Like, it's so bizarre to me sometimes what people will fill their life with. And I understand, like that these things don't always feel like a choice, but I think it can be really helpful to remind yourself like, you know, feelings are, are reflex, are, are, are reflexive. So we don't get a choice in what we feel. However, I think what we do with it or how much attention or weight or credence we give it that I do think is on us. And so when I feel really jealous or competitive, I'm like, that to me signifies uh, either a lack or a desire. So I'm like, well, what is it you're after? You know, and I don't know about you. Like, I think because I don't like feeling jealous and I don't like feeling competitive in a way. I will forget things are possible. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, you know, like I'm sort of starting to get interested in and in having owning a home. And I own my apartment. So it's not like homeownership is like that crazy to me but the idea of a house after being in an apartment for 20 plus years is like whoa and a big deal to me but it's been something I've been noticing that like when I'm in nature I feel a lot better when I have more space I feel better like these sort of things that are lining up to my life maybe needs to change imagine if like I just instead of like going through that was just jealous of everyone I know with a home like that doesn't seem good. It's funny to me though, because a friend, I thought that there was some jealousy going. I'm jealous how people treat me when they are jealous of me is something I'm only becoming more open to aware of recently. And it, I pointed something out to a friend that like, you know, had been kind of recurring. And it was interesting. They said at one point, like, yeah, like it might be because like, I might be a bit jealous, but it's like not the bad kind, which I thought was really interesting. And I'm like, but if it's making you act out, like there's no differentiation to me, you know, like if your jealousy over this stuff is changing your behavior, Like, what's the good kind of jealousy? (laughs) Like, you know.
1: I don't think that exists. I think I don't think that exists. And I it's like how you express it. You know, I think a lot of people want to live differently. Right. And whether they admit that to themselves is a different story. And I think when people live out loud and they live their truth or their, you know, version of authentic, an authentic life, it's incredibly hard for a lot of people who aren't doing, or people who aren't doing work on themselves or who are not self-aware to see that as a signal that it's possible for them. Instead, they create a story around it often of like, must be nice or, but I'm doing better, you know, or they're not going to do well. I was just talking to a client who was telling someone who, you know, some like rich lady that she knows that she wanted to pursue this, you know, idea that that's in fashion. And the woman's like, well, you won't make any money. And it's like, first I, definitely disagree strongly but also the fact that she what I think happens to this my client a lot is like she's very attractive she has a very nice life she got a divorce because she wasn't happy but they're co-parenting like extremely well healthy kids like she doesn't have to work but she really wants to build something for herself and people are often really jealous of her and they treat her like shit and It stops her from doing a lot because I think she's scared to get kind of battered by people or to be broken down by people. I don't blame her, but I'm like, you just can't let
0: those people
1: work their shit out on you. That's all they're doing.
0: Yeah. And how do you protect yourself when it's just like who you are? You know? Right. Like, should she become ugly? Should she give all her money away? Should she have a terrible co-parenting relationship? Would right. that make everyone happy? Right. You know, like, right. that's what's crazy to me as well sometimes. Like, I think jealousy is like a, f- like, form of narcissism in a way too, of like, how people will look and make all these assumptions and this whole story that's about them, you know? And, and, It's like, who's to say, you know, like, it's so interesting to me too, when people shut things down with like, well, you won't make any money. Well, it's like, okay, who says that was the goal, you know, off the bat? I mean, we have to do lots of things without knowing whether or not they'll make money or they're economically viable. Like, you know, try having a newsletter in the year 2022. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's tons of things you have to do that to even have any idea whether or not they have any economic viability. You have to put on a lot of time and energy and a huge thing I believe in is like. Money follows creativity. Yes. So if you're doing something innovative or you're doing something cool or you're doing something that people will be interested in, regardless of whether or not it's something where people make money, like you can and will, you know. So I hate when people because that to me is more someone just feeling threatened or exactly, a, and she, shutting someone down
1: because right, she doesn't want to change her life. And she doesn't want to take the risk. So you don't take the risk. Nobody's asking you. But being yeah. in the presence of people who are taking risks or who are believe- choosing to believe something different makes people very uncomfortable, obviously, you know? And I, I just wish we could find a different way to express that within ourselves ra- or externally, internally or externally, in- rather than like immediately breaking somebody down because the, the domino effect of that is just it's like it's immeasurable. You can't you the damage yeah. that does is like it just goes on and on and on and on. And something you say to somebody or even about somebody else around somebody that identifies with that, it like it's it sticks
0: to people, you know? And Absolutely. It's really harmful. It's really harmful and it's often something you're saying in a moment of reaction, you know, like you may think it's a throwaway statement, but you're saying it to someone when they're in a really vulnerable place. Exactly. So- and like that doesn't mix well together. And like, just cause you're threatened or just because I've had a lot of things too. And we have to start wrapping up, but I find sometimes where jealousy gets the most sparked is when people threaten roles, and if it's like, "No, you're the pretty one. You're not allowed to be the career one," oh, or yeah, oh yeah, you're th- you're the mom. You're not allowed allowed to be the blah or or like whatever. And I think something you and I both are really grounded in is like we want people to be the full expression of who they are. Like we're like, you can be anything and everything, you know. Like contain all the multitudes that you are. But I think that just something don't write like, it in your Instagram bio. It's, yeah, don't don't do journal <laughs> entries in your Instagram <laughs> bio or captions or yeah. We probably no, no, are. but do you, you? Do you? Bit. Do you? But 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 do you? But I think that. You and I, like, that's something we've also really experienced from people is like when we've said, oh, I'm kind of interested in this or I think I'm going to look at this. People are like, what? Like, but you're there. Like them being unable to kind of handle like this threatens how I relate to this person or this is like how I know them. Like we've sort of taken the hit instead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And And I think a lot of that's about jealousy that (sighs) we're like, I'm not afraid to change. I'm not afraid. I mean, that's something too. I would say one of the things that I've encountered the most jealousy about in my whole life is I'm not afraid to change. And I'm like, I'm not afraid to evolve. I'm not afraid to do something or quit something or I'm not afraid to take action and I'm not afraid to change. And I think you're similar. And I think people have constantly been like, that's like, like really weird how you'll like change. <laughs> I can't like, believe you're well, not the we same as you then. were in
1: high school. <laughs> yeah. So bizarre. It's like, <laughs> How we, dare
0: you not even be, be you like,
1: like my the idea the of you 20 years ago. When you were 15. <laughs> I, ridiculous. And But I used to take that in and feel very... I don't feel nervous about a lot like as far as conversation or showing myself or whatever but I used to feel a little hesitant to reveal certain things when I was changing. I mean, Mm. part part of that was that I didn't, that it was super vulnerable but the other part of it was I didn't want to sound like, you know, a narcissist and be like, I'm doing this now, everyone. But the (laughs) other piece was that I would see the reactions and it would be like, like I've told you this what the an old friend of mine, a former friend I should say, when she was like, Oh, you're like such a business person now. And I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've been a business person for a while now. And like, why was such did you expect me to be drinking and dating men that were wrong for me for like my entire life? Like, is that you were just like, she's going to be a messy bitch so that that's where she sits in my life. And then I don't have to worry about her like lapping me or being happy. And what I think a lot of it is about is that I don't follow a traditional route, but I get similar places or like places that people want to be or like seem nice. Right. And they're like, but she didn't follow the rules. Mm hmm. And I'm like, no, I didn't. (laughs) I followed my own. You can too. But I think a lot of people in my past don't like that and aren't comfortable with that, which is why they will stay in my past.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, I think how they go through life and making everything okay is like, you know, like she may be more at peace with herself, but I have a big house, you know? And I think the more you can get away from that the better. And it's scary. That's something I think my forties have been really dominated by. What is the idea of getting rid of that, of like, you know, because a lot of my things have, have changed. I used to be like, I might not be married, but I have a really successful career, you know, and I've gotten like, the more I get away from that, the better, you know, because it doesn't matter. I don't really care what anyone else is doing. You know, I, I care about what I'm doing. And so I have to keep my focus on that. And if you're doing the, like, Am I might not blah, 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 blah Like it, it, you're not paying attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not paying attention to your life. Also shout out to Ann Friedman. And Amina mean, it's out who coined from call your girlfriend, which is a podcast. Um, now, They are retiring it, but they coined shine theory and it was a big, their big belief was surrounding yourself with successful people shouldn't make you jealous. It should make you happier. And Mm -hmm. it's the, you know, yield like high tides raise all ships, but they did a really great job I think of like really putting this into the uh, Ann Friedman has a great c- quote in the cut. When you meet a woman who is intimidatingly witty, stylish, beautiful and professionally accomplished, befriend her explains Friedman surrounding yourself with the best people. Doesn't make you look worse by comparison. It makes you better. Yeah. And that is something I've always subscribed to. And if you can really try to figure that like out and figure out what are your insecurities that make it really difficult, Difficult to leave the jealousy and competition behind, or to keep that from, you know, pivoted into uplifting and inclusion. <laughs> and you'll just feel better. Like, the more I drop that stuff, and like, I don't begrudge anybody invested in it because it's what's taught to us. And I think, especially to women, like, you are. So you were, I mean, I don't even really want to speak to the male experience cause I don't really know what it is, but like women are so told to evaluate each other as rivals and rivals for everything. And I think the more you see that that rivalry keeps us from, you know, partnering and being stronger together, it creates more division and that you can do more with support I don't know. Like it's a game changer. I just think it's such a game changer. It is. If you can try to do that. for Jump yourself.
1: on board girls, ladies,
0: humans, yeah. peoples. Do it. Thanks for hanging out. Tell us what you're jealous of. Come on, do it. Do it. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.